Week Zero Sports with Petty and Michael. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Welcome back, Week Zero fans, to a slightly late and slightly abridged episode 42. And surprise this week, for the first time in the history of Week Zero Sports, hopefully, if we get this episode out, I have one Daniel Petty here live in the Charlotte studio. In the Charlotte studio. Not the first time we've recorded together, but the last time is somewhere in the abyss of the uh, internet because... The Lost Files. Yeah, that's one of the Lost Files. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, this is the first time I'm in the Charlotte studio, so excited to be here and doing a show. Yeah, it's cool looking at you straight across instead of at a slight delay through the internet. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah, maybe our timing gets a little better. Who knows, right? We'll see. Well, you know, this is a very important day. We are nearing upon a anniversary of a red letter date in the history of college football. Petty, do you know what that is? I have no idea. Well, it's actually the, we're, we're nearing the six year anniversary of the end of the Bama football dynasty. Oh, yes. I remember uh, one uh, one uh, desk jockey, something. We're actually, look, man, I hope we get to this guy's stature one day. Sure. But I hope we don't make a comment as dumb as one Colin Cowherd. Yeah. What, what? It was Cowherd and Clatt, Joel Clatt. And, oh, um, yeah, that guy. I don't even remember that guy. Oh, yeah. He pops around here and there. I'm still Fox now, I think, right? Oh, There's, you know, lot of Fox. Fox. What do you think? First off, what do you think about that Fox morning well, show? I, I mean, they've got Houston. They hire Houston Nut. That tells you <laughs> what they, the, the 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 standard they have at Fox. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot. Well, anyway, um, if you happen to check our social profile after this episode, you'll see a video of those two guys talking about how Bama has a Saban problem and that the dynasty is over. And sure, they'll win. You know, nine or. Eight games a year, but you know that the the dynasty's over, and here we are, six years later. Dynasty's over. Oh yeah, it's done. They're gonna keep winning, but they're just so boring. So boring. you know, they do it boring with these big, slow, trudging linebackers, right. and yes. you know, since then it's been so dull with you know Tua lightening up the scoreboard, sure. Heisman winners, yeah. national champions, record breaking offenses, Najee Harris hurdling people's been boring, sending four receivers to the NFL starting. <laughs> yeah, it's just boring, boring, boring and, football. And since then, the end of that Bama dynasty has produced three national titles out of the six that have gone by since then. So, I mean. I guess it would have been six if the dynasty hadn't been over, right? Gosh, yeah, that's um, <laughs> it, yeah. If that's a dead dynasty, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad y'all didn't really take it into overdrive at that point and just win it every damn year. Well, look, there's a reason why I'm bringing this up, Petty. And if you happen to be one of the bazillion people who actually watch CBS Sports this past Saturday, you saw Alabama jump out to a massive lead, and then yeah. um, when Pete Third and Golding. Help our defense uh, get out of the way so that Florida could rush their way back into that game. Now, despite Mr. Golding's best efforts, Florida was still able to win. Um, I think he had the Florida money line. Yeah, he he was trying. Uh, thank goodness for a missed extra point early in that game. Huh? I've, I've not seen um, a coach actively take their players out <laughs> of positions to be successful. This Anyone been that good at it in a very long time? Man, I... So what are you telling me? You're worried about what what your 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 coordinator's doing over there? Well, no. What I'm telling you is, if you watch that game, um, 
and you're an Alabama fan, you've got to have on your mind this Southern Miss team that's coming up this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all about the process. It's all it's about, all about, about the, process. the process. You know, no, you've got to play Southern Miss. I'm not on that team, and I'm not a part of the process. I'm talking about the game we all care about the next week. And if Alabama does screw around and piss it away and lose to Southern Miss because everybody's talking this, well, then so be it. But um, I don't think that's the big worry that's on Bama fans' minds right now. And... The reason I bring this up is because um, you happen to know why Mr. Colin Cowherd and Joel Klatt were talking about the Bama dynasty being over just six years ago. I had actually forgotten what the causation was because I've been in the doldrums of suck since almost since that time. Well, I'll remind you because I remember walking out of that stadium and two little guys in powder blue in front of me saying, this is the new normal. <laughs> and... Uh, well, it wasn't the new normal then, but let's just hope it's not the new normal coming up because Bama is playing that Ole Miss team next week. And Ooh, we, so, look, this is this is our bread and butter. This is this is Bama versus Ole Miss. Michael, yeah, we're, yeah, Michael man. versus Petty. You know, yeah. blue versus red. This and, is the real stuff. And look, man, it's funny. I was talking to someone this the other day. I haven't talked as much Ole Miss because when we started this podcast, they sucked, and I we're, I wasn't going to just force Ole Miss down a lot of people's throat, but. You know, it's funny we bring up the Cal- Colin How- Cowherd thing six years ago. This is probably the biggest – This that's not probably. This is the biggest Ole Miss-Bama game since that one where Ole Miss is actually relevant. And I would argue it's bigger. I mean, even then when Ole Miss had the, the year before with Katy Perry in the Grove and game day where it got really cool and it was just kind of a neat moment with Vern and, and uh, there wasn't a high – I mean, there – Somebody write that down. He said, neat moment with Vern. Well, Vern, Vern, man, I thought, look, for as as bad as Gary is and as goofy as bumbling as Vern was, Vern was somewhat lovable and and he he could he could tell the old stories of football. And he like, a, he, like an old shit-faced uncle. Well, yeah, he and he made a comment about leaving the game that day. That was one of the cooler moments seeing because I think the goalpost went in front of his car. <laughs> he okay. said, you know, it was just one of those cool moments. Well, that was but that one didn't have a two two quarterbacks that were one and two right now, according to Vegas odds in the Heisman. Well, look, that's, that's not all. And that's why, you know, next week we're going to get a short episode this week because I just got back from a vacation and I'm basically headed to go to live in the woods for a few days. Right. And that was a long ramble of saying, man, we're excited because this one's kind of big. Yeah. So what we're going to (laughs) do is bring you, we're bringing you a two hour preview at least next week, maybe an hour and a half, somewhere in there. We're not going to limit it, but we're going to bring you a full in-depth preview of the Alabama Ole Miss game. Every angle, which includes everything from matchups, positional matchups, breakdowns. We're going to actually get into the nuts and bolts like we rarely do on this show because again, special episode. And then... We're going to take you into that Heisman battle. We're going to look at the numbers and we're going to see really, you know, which one of these guys stands out and what it's going to take for them to be successful. But guys, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We're actually bringing you a real surprise week zero fans next week. And Petty, why don't you tell them about that? Um, Yeah. Outside of this being the biggest Heisman battle since uh, East Carolina's Joe Kane and uh, Michigan's Tim all the wayman. Uh, <laughs> For you, for you young kids out there, that's the program. Was it Latimer? Latimer. For those that for those that know, no. For those that don't, go watch the program. Yeah, Uh, you know, you might have to find that on a VHS because it's really, really old. But man, it it still ages well. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I appreciate Michael handing this off to me. I am really excited to announce this. We've got a. a You did all the work. 
<laughs> we got a group of guys coming uh, to to join us next week that do their own little show that um, are a lot better than us. Yeah. you know we, our show starts at the very beginning with a guy saying a bunch of fucking amateurs, right? Because well, we are. Yeah, we are. Well, these guys, <laughs> these guys aren't. Amateurs. These guys aren't. Uh, we're coming to us from the Bama Standard. Absolutely. Uh, the Bama Standard is a weekly show that kind of tells you everything you need to know about Alabama football throughout the week. And they, and they always... A couple laughs in there, too. Couple, it's pretty good. They always have Bama stars. Right. Like Trent Richardson, Wes Britt. It's, man, check them out. But... Uh, the SEC host, Shorts guy. Yeah, SEC, they're on YouTube also. On YouTube. Um, Justin Riley, the host, uh, and his co-host, Alabama star, middle linebacker of the late 90s, Marvin Constant. This uh, is from our era, man. Yeah, our era. And Justin is a Alabama savant. He's, he knows everything about there is about Alabama football. These guys are good and meant to say we're excited is an understatement. They're going to come on the show and it's it's. Yeah, we're pumped. We're pumped and, uh, you know, might even get them to talk a little bit about other stuff than Alabama. Yeah, you know, we're going to get them out of their comfort zone, get them in our world a little bit. That's right. That's right. And maybe even ask for a pick or two. So you yeah. might get a you might get a good pick against the spread from one of these guys if we're lucky yeah, enough. So, so if y'all are listening out there, Marvin and Justin, y'all get, get your pick hats on outside of Alabama Ole Miss. We might, might put you on the spot. Yeah, what if we end up with a full week zero consensus that matches the, the Bama standard? Wow, that's oh, impossible, but yeah. it happened. We'll Anything see. can happen. That's right, that's right. But <laughs> hey, so there's there's our shout out. Stay tuned next week. We have a really exciting show coming to you, and we're, we're pumped about it, and that's going to be some good stuff and, and a big game to follow that. Absolutely. And speaking of, um, you know, skipping to next week, this week is, again, like we said, is going to be short because, well, there's not really – an excellent slate of games on this week, especially for the Bama, Auburn, Ole Miss fans out there. Now, if you're a Mississippi State fan or an LSU oh, yeah. fan, Ooh, yeah. if you're an LSU fan, you're probably scared shitless. If you're an Mississippi State fan, you're very excited to try to make it 2-0 in the Mike Leach era, right? That's right, against LSU, man. Got LSU coming to town. Um, that's a big game. Noon, ESPN. Yeah, noon. Why? Yeah. Noon. Why, why is it? That's... Says a lot about our guy, Coach O, over there. Right now, hot takes. You know, Colin Cowherd, they go out on a limb and say Saban is, is a Saban problem. If it's the end of the dynasty, right? Did you have a Colin Cowherd-esque take on this show? Sometimes? I did. Is that, what is that what you're getting at, Michael? I had a take like that about <laughs> Coach Ed Ogeron. And, you know, maybe mine wasn't as out on the limb as Mr. Uh, Cowherd and Mr. Clapp. I don't know, man. He was getting a lot of love back in that day. Oh, man, he was winning championships, and now he's got the ball rolling. But mm-hmm. I think we saw through those cracks quite early. And yeah. You, you kind of nailed it down kind of. I'm, I'm, it's a little weird how close it was or how good the prediction was, but you know, go back and check out episode 23. You want to find out a little bit about that. Episode 23. And I'll be honest though, I'm kind of hoping that Ordron catches a little fire right now. I don't really want him leaving LSU. I, I have a feeling they might come knocking on well, some doors. I wish he would just beat the crappy teams, but again, I, you know, take the damn bet this year. Ole Miss over seven and a half wins, but LSU under eight and a half. Looking good. And I'll tell you what. Speaking of your over-under, here's one this weekend. They're going into Starkville. Uh, hey, Leach beating last year in Baton Rouge. LSU's not a good road team at, at, at noon. noon. And I, I, I'm going to go – shoot, better coaching might beat better talent again this day. And you get the bells start the, – are the bells going to be there that early? We'll the see. bells are going to be there. They're going to be drunk t- from the night before. It's a low line, man. Two and a uh, half. Two and a half. It's, that's a, that's, that should scare you if you're an LSU fan as far as I'm concerned. State fans, I might, you know – We'll see. I will see. Hey, we're not going to throw a pick on that one, but what we are going to do is talk a little bit about... It's another big game in the... <laughs> yeah, another big game. Yeah. 
we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Well, this one's not even. No, there is no home team uh, unless you count A and M being in Jerry World as a home team. But I believe this game's in Dallas, right? Arkansas at A and M. Yeah, man. There was just not a stadium big enough to fit the two biggest uh, Colts in the SEC. You know the the plastic pig hat wears that, and the the lovers of the dude cheerleader. <laughs> I, I knew you couldn't resist. I could. I can't. I saw it. it in your eyes. You wanted to not say it, and then then it came out. I, I, unhealthy I, obsession with male cheerleaders over here, my co-host. I've sworn that I wouldn't keep talking about it, but as long as they're there, I'm not going to be able to stop it. Well, look, they've not had an easy time scoring. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like Arkansas has jumped up and surprised us in every single game that they've played in the last couple of years, save a few. Um, oh man, they look as as much as I love Ole Miss, and they're kind of a darling in the media right now with Matt Corral. It's hard to say Sam Pittman hadn't done the best job uh, Pitt, or one of the better jobs of one of the better jobs. He's being overshadowed by Kiffin dominating. But, yeah. Um, so, well, how about this? Let me ask you something. Did you notice the line movement in that game? Oh yeah, it started out at six and a half or five and a half, and now it's what down to four, four and a half, six and a half down to about four and a half. So we've seen a couple point move. It seems like the public is it's respecting off. Arkansas, Arkansas a little more than the bookies anticipated. Yes, they are. Everybody um, likes you know. Well, you beat Texas, and everybody thinks you're something. Yeah, you whip Texas, uh, and you don't have a letdown the next week against Georgia, uh, Georgia State, which I or Georgia Southern, the option one, not Georgia State. Georgia Southern, and I actually thought there might be a little bit of a hangover for Arkansas. They came out and dominated. But Arkansas has been able to dominate everybody on the ground without having to throw. Mm-hmm. I have, I've, I've quietly thought they're going to – at some point, Arkansas is going to face a team that's going to force Jefferson to beat them with his arm. But they hadn't – nobody's been able to. Texas A&M's legit got one of the top three defenses in the SEC. This will be the first team that's going to force Arkansas to have to make Jefferson to make plays, and I'm not sure he can do it. I think they may get exposed, but A&M's offense isn't that great. That's what I'm thinking. A&M's <laughs> offense is terrible. Arkansas's pretty steady. I think this game is going to be another one of those gross games that Texas A&M's been playing for the last few weeks, and they might squeak it out. Um I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch this unless I got to take the points. But I don't, do I really want to take Arkansas against A and M? You know, that's why we're not playing it. But ooh, gross. Well, we got to in our pick 'em. Speaking of gross, you're correct. We do have to, but at least we don't have to pick this one. Okay, Mizzou at Boston College. Ooh, but I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah, because I had. Uh, on on the plane ride up today to be in this studio, I did do our little week zero winners. Check that out uh, oh, yeah. on our website, uh, yep. weeksoversports.com. Should be uh, posted uh, by the time you get this podcast. I, tr- I try to, uh, in our week zero winners, I do pretty much every SEC game that's got a line on it until I got to Auburn and I was just tired of doing them. But um, Missouri at Boston College, uh, Boston College has actually looked pretty good this year and they're getting a, you know, a so-so Missouri team at home and they're one and a half point underdogs. Well, if you did a little bit of research, because I, I didn't know anything about Boston College, they lost their quarterback last week, mm-hmm. which has made them one dimensional. I don't think they're bad. I think it, I think there's a huge drop off and I think the bookies know that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't bet, wouldn't bet this, but pay attention. Missouri, Missouri's got a good shot to go up to Boston College and get a win this weekend against a you know a team that wasn't looking like a win a week well, or two ago. I'm going to tell you something. Probably not going to watch this. No, Probably going to pay not. any attention to it. I'll see the score Sunday evening when I'm or Saturday night when I'm checking it out, like trying to look blurrily <laughs> at the phone. 
Yeah, what was it? Did they cover? Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens. But couldn't care less. I'll, I'll be honest, man. I've, I haven't seen. Have you? Truth serum. Have you seen one football play from Missouri football this year? Not even a highlight. Not even. Not what? No. Not even. A I highlight. don't even know what uniforms they're wearing this <laughs> no, year. No, they could know. be wearing purple. They could have changed their Herbal. freaking mascot, and I'd have no idea. I have no idea. Love it. Go, Missouri. Go, way, Missouri. Way to do. You really I just picked you to win a game. Hadn't seen you play a play. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not picking any of that <laughs> well, one. Well, I'm not picking it, but. Bama minus 45. That sounds insane, but I'm not touching it. Well, I may be. Oh, we'll keep that one in our pocket for a minute then. How about Auburn and Georgia State? Another real thriller. Yeah, I almost did that one because Auburn likes to beat the, the rookie league teams on their schedule really bad. I'm going to tell you something. As far as rookie league go, these will be at the top of the rookie league. Okay. I, I didn't touch it because you um, told me that. Yeah. So, watch out for that. I, hope, Auburn might I think be, Auburn Auburn should. might be upset after the ghost of Malzahn came back in their playbook this last weekend. The ghost of the SEC referees. Well, <laughs> look, man. That, okay. So, all right. I may have so jumped many the gun ghosts. right here. Petty. What was your takeaway from this week's SEC and around the country? Around well, because it was all over the country. They screwed the whole country. The SEC refs had the ability to screw. Well, they I, they didn't screw Penn State because Penn State won, but they showed the country how pathetic they are at their jobs. The Alabama game wasn't a good college game. Uh, you had several gripes with that one, I believe. Both sides. I mean, look. Yeah, and I, you, yeah, not just the Bama side. This was Mike, Michael's. Uh, Michael's not the plenty on the Bama side. I do think that there was a concerted CBS effort at one point to try and make the game get some ratings, and it went all the way from Danielson down to, you know, whoever's calling pass interference. Well, and apparently the whiteout scared the ref so bad they forgot how to count. They forgot how to count to four. <laughs> Guys, did y'all see this? I don't know if everybody saw this. And if you didn't and you don't know what we're talking about, it's amazing because the the SEC refs had to uh, put out an official apology for giving Twice. Auburn the ball after a third down when Penn State was driving on the first play, first drive of the game. And would you believe that's not the most egregious thing they did the whole weekend? You you wouldn't know it. Got and I'm sorry, state fans, but it was happening during the Bama Florida game. Only the degenerates that had laptops in their their laps were were watching your game and your fans. But in the Mississippi State Memphis game, mm-hmm. they, they said, "Hold my beer." On a punt, Mississippi State's punting to Memphis. A Mississippi State player puts his knee down on the ground next to the football after it comes dead, and his hand on it. Now, true, he should have picked it up and tossed it to the ref, but it really didn't matter because the ref blew his whistle and threw a beanbag. Well, for some reason, well, as he was blowing the whistle, a Memphis kid comes running in and picks up the ball and just takes off running. Well, the beanbag's been thrown. He takes off running. None of the Mississippi State guys, he runs for a touchdown. Well, upon review, it was quite obvious that the Mississippi State player put his knee down. Well, they didn't review it. Nobody reviewed it. They didn't stop the clock, and they just let him get a touchdown. If they would have reviewed it, they would have also seen that Memphis had two players on the field wearing the same number, which would have also been a five-yard penalty. It was Mississippi State down 10 at the time, ended up losing, having to go for a two-point conversion, uh, would have tied the game. That was the difference in the game. Oh, man. man, that's crazy. No, the refs absolutely <sighs> sucked ass um, Bad. in so many games. And I was talking to my Penn State friend, who, by the way, gave us one hell of an analysis that was pretty much Nailed dead it. on should have listened to before him. the game. We should have listened to him. 
But again, you know, we had to we had to give our Auburn buddies the benefit. Of the I didn't know Gus Malzahn's playbook was somewhere in Brian Harson's. Like, oh, he's got you know this reverse what? play. Maybe that one worked when Gus was here. I'll run that coming out of the half. You know what we? You know what we did find out that we knew that we thought we didn't know was that one Bo Nix was going to follow in the footsteps of his old man up in. Uh, Beaver Stadium, right? Beaver Happy Valley College Station. They got like thirty-seven names. I'll, 55, yeah, names. 55 names for that place. Yeah, and you, one your buddy mascot. Pointed, it's not a real thing. A fake mascot that they stole from a local junior high and never gave back. That guy, hey, tell your Penn State friend they can pitch in fifty bucks and get a better. I mean, there's local. Look, I like their. I think their uniform <laughs> and their logo is sweet. Like whatever it, you know, whatever but, it represents. There's plenty of teams whose mascots don't make all else. He he did tell you and you told me that uh, that had one Bo Nix's dad, Patrick Nix, and that it was Pat Nix that went up in the early nineties and lost to Penn State. So yeah, and got a little shook, made some bad plays. What we found out was that. You know, under the right level of competition, Bo Nix looks just as average as he did last year. Well, and I forgot that he, I, I guess I watched from my mind the patented Bo Nix scramble back 20 yards and throw off your back foot play. I, he's gotten pretty good at that. He really does like to pull it out a lot. I wouldn't say he's got very good at it. Mm. Yeah, no. Agreed. So uh, kudos to Penn State for yeah. that quick little jump up into, man, if you beat an SEC team, it really gets you some ranking, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Love I, it. I love that fourth and two fade. What a great call. Oh, man. When you've got wow. a bowling ball in your back. When literally Bigsby can go for five yards. <laughs> dude, you can it run. Will. They it run. will. Gosh. It was mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. The only thing more mind-blowing than that is third and golding. Auburn, if, yeah. It, it, maybe the biggest takeaway wasn't the refs. Maybe we're just perplexed by so much stupidity. Of, you know, maybe we should have been coaches. Yeah. It's, yeah. All right, that was my takeaway. Bad refs um, all, all across the country and mm. Auburn, the ghost, the ghost in Auburn. All right, well, I'm going to run you through a uh, quick okay. two minute, two, two minutes on our picks and a few more games. All right. all right. So this first game, I don't think either of us picked, but do you have one sentence on Notre Dame and Wisconsin? Uh, exposed. Who's going to get exposed? Notre Dame. I don't know if Wisconsin can do it, though. They're so slow, but Notre Dame Dame sucks. I think this is going to be a battle of slow white dudes. Notre – yes. (laughs) The over-under is like 27. Notre Dame has screwed me on so many other teams because, like, I thought Toledo was – I thought Florida State was good, so the next week they they screwed me. I thought Toledo was good because they played Notre Dame close, so the next week they screwed me. You know what that reminds me of right then? Everybody screwing you so much reminds me that I need my co-host card pulled. Um, I need my co-host card pulled because I made a ultimatum statement executive decision last week, and since I've made that executive decision, there have been two opportunities to follow my decision, and both opportunities have now been voided. Um, our man Petty is going to again pick in a Dan Mullen game, of Why which he is 0-3 for the year so far. You voided me. 0-3 for the year so far. I told you you couldn't pick any more games in that same episode. You picked Alabama against Dan Mullen. I went and here you game. are again this week picking in the Dan Mullen game again. Our week zero <laughs> consensus pick, which after last week going 2-2 two and two with our crazy four Getting the pressure off, man. Being undefeated yeah. is too hard. So, so now we're, we're nine and two. With them. Now we're nine and two, and that's good. You nine know, and two, we like consensus. nine and two on consensus picks. That's wonderful. All right, so Tennessee plus nineteen at Florida in the swamp. Florida coming off a heartbreaker Ooh. against my Crimson Tide. 
Who you got in this game, Petty? Well, I tell you, if you are listening to this, go the opposite way of whatever I'm about to say. But Tennessee plus 19. There's got there's gonna be I I, I feel like there's gonna be a letdown. I feel like Tennessee can stop the run enough. I feel like they can score enough. I feel like it's gonna be sloppy. I don't tell me why could Tennessee sucks. I've got two facts for you. I'm gonna tell you last year, you know what the final score was in this game? No, I don't. It was Florida by twelve. Oh, okay. That gives you a little bit of hope, right? Wow. Well, that was in Knoxville. You yeah, know what the a- final score of this game was two years ago? The last time I was in Florida, Dan Mullins, last time of doing this in the swamp. 52 to 7. It was some crazy shit to very little. Um, it was, they, kicked, <laughs> they, they kicked their ass all over that field. So This is so dumb. But you went. You made it our consensus pick, like because I liked it. Only uh, now, nah, I mean, I can. I only consensus this because I think there's going to be a hangover on the Florida side, and they're going to be a little bit sloppy. I think that yeah, Florida. Like look, I think Florida is a 28 point better team than no, Tennessee. No. Maybe 35 points. I think just because they 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 gave it their all. I even think the fans gave it their all last week. They're not even going to be as into it. Okay. So, consensus week zero pick. You heard it, folks. You also heard one of the things that Petty and I are fucking masters of is not listening to ourselves, okay? (laughs) And last week, we came around, or two weeks ago, we came around and told you how big of an impact, and this was right before we made stupid picks against it, how big of an impact crowds are having this year because a lot of these players are not used to it. You saw it in the Florida game, and we were telling ourselves, take Florida in that because of that crowd. You saw it in the Penn how many State third, game. How many third and ones became third and six for you guys against Florida? We couldn't snap the ball. <sighs> we couldn't snap the ball properly. We couldn't get the silent counts. And, I mean, it was just nuts in there. And, you know, that's kind of we, – we called it out and said that it's been a huge factor this year. West Virginia, not Virginia listen to Tech, ourselves. Yeah. West Virginia, Virginia Tech was a perfect example. But we listened to ourselves on that. Those WTF picks were two and, two and one. and. Yeah. Cincinnati almost gave us our three. No, should have. Yeah, man. Indiana had that game all throughout. They just kind of ran out of gas. And I tell you what, Cincinnati actually proved a little something. That offense is is that quarterback can play, man. Yeah, I was impressed. Yes, he's legit. Speaking of quarterbacks that can play, uh, UCF lost their quarterback early on in that Mm. game against Louisville last week. They sucked bad after that. So if you guys see UCF out there, uh, know that they're probably being overvalued in every game. Yeah, quarterbacks are a big deal. I uh, should have picked them or something this week. But listen, again, we don't like to listen to ourselves. Yeah, we don't pay attention. We to don't our, pay attention to ourselves. If you pay attention to the things we say, do that. Then when you hear our picks, if it confuses you, the, go with go <laughs> with the analysis and not with the, the terrible analysis, picks. not the terrible pick. Tennessee plus nineteen. Tennessee plus nineteen is the consensus. Plus twenty if you got it early. Yes. All right. So Petty, we've got you got. Three more that aren't consensus picks this week. Yeah, I got two, and I kind of maybe a bonus. Well, without I, too much analysis in this, because we're getting oh yeah, we're going quick. Times. Okay, I yeah, you want me to just yeah, we're going rocket fire. So give me, give us your, give us your other picks real quick, and if you've got one sentence about your favorite one out of them, BYU minus twenty three at home against South Florida. That's probably my favorite. It's a ten fifteen South Florida going across the country. BYU's a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Florida's not a good, not team. A good team. They did backdoor Florida. <laughs> BYU has to prove stuff. Florida doesn't. Um, BYU is one of those teams that's got to get the points. I like them. Uh, this one's crazy. This is one of those just hold on to the flying seat of your pants. But if you look at the numbers in these games, it's actually a pretty safe bet. I'm taking Southern plus 45. Again, if Bama beats them 52 to nothing, we're screwed. You know, But Southern gets that touchdown late. Which happens every, like I said, go through the history of these games, and Bama doesn't cover them often. 
45 is a lot. Bama might be winning by 42 at halftime and not get over that. Yeah. And Southern may score 10 and Love Bama it. score 10 in the next half. That's All just right. way. That, all right. This is almost kind of a bonus, but I was looking at this one uh, and, and uh, man, Michigan has quietly been scoring a lot. Their offenses look pretty good the last few games. Rutgers, they're playing them. They're 3-0. and may, This may be a trap. It's almost why I, I'm kind of hesitant to throw it out there because the line being this low, I don't like it because I actually see this game getting into the high 50s, 60s. Um, Michigan Rutgers over under 49.5. I really like the over in this game. Love it, man. Got us a total. First total of the year yeah, from Petty. Yeah. Well, second total of the year, yeah. I guess. But very nice. Very nice. Well, I've got a few picks for yeah, you, too. What you got? I, and, man, <laughs> I'm going to give this one caveat. Michael did his picks, and I kind of got pissed off because I almost took both of them, and I kind of I might like them better than all of mine. Well, I do like my picks this week. I especially like um, my second one. But this mm-hmm. first one, I'm a pretty big fan of this, too. We've got UCLA after getting upset last week by Fresno State. Heading over to Stanford. Now, Stanford just flew across the country to play the juggernaut that is the Vanderbilt Commodores. And that was one of the picks that we got right last week. So we are right now 1-0 on Stanford games. And I want to make it 2-0 this week because Stanford has beaten USC. That was a fluke game. Um, you know, A lot of crazy things happened in there. UCLA's pissed now. UCLA has the talent. Uh, I think they're going to go in. And they'll be able to – they're better than this team. Their, their defense is infinitely better than Stanford. So this should be a 14-point game at the minimum as far as I'm concerned. So take UCLA minus four and a half. Uh, The next game that I really like is uh, Sparty, baby. They've been impressing me all year, and they keep getting undervalued. Keyword, undervalued. Undervalued, and they've got Nebraska coming in, who is, keyword, terrible. (laughs) Right? Okay, and but – don't sleep on that Nebraska defensive line. They too have a good defensive front, but that Sparty. That's I, the kind of game that Sparty wants to play. So that's fine. I'm thinking Sparty will slow play you're them. You're coming in. And- you're coming into Sparty's house. You're going to play Sparty's game in Sparty's house. Sparty's going to win that game, um, and I do think that they're going to. I don't think this line's right either. I think this one's going to be off by a touchdown or more. Twenty-seven um, thirteen final. I'm looking at a two touchdown win in this one too. So there's your two, uh, you know, lock of the weeks. Yep. I really like that Sparty game. Michigan State is a – they are a fundamentally sound team all the way around, and Nebraska has major holes, especially their quarterback's passing game is no good. Uh, he can run if you let him, but he can't throw for to save his life. If you make, if you make Martinez throw, you're going to get some interceptions, and I, that's what I'm banking on, guys. So write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> write it out. <laughs> hey, and tune in next week. we got a big one coming. Big episode next week. Looking forward to it. Week yeah. zero. See you there, man. Over and out. Bow, bow, bow. The Week Zero podcast is made possible by our founding sponsors. First, Workspace Solutions of Charlotte, North Carolina. They provide websites, social media, and digital advertising. Visit WorkspacePros.com. Second, we have DreamWork Financial Group of Birmingham, Alabama, a registered investment advisor. They have personalized portfolios, wealth management, and Spectre and Tempo funds. Visit DreamWork.Financial slash Week Zero. Remember, investments involve risk. See website for disclaimers. A third, we have Custom Plumbing and Gas Fitters of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They specialize in residential and commercial plumbing and gas fitting, new construction and remodels. Call 205-534-2800. Finally, we have Real Rock Thin Stone Veneer by Lambstone Company. It's interior and exterior stone, thick wall and thin stone veneer. Visit lambstone.com week zero for more information.